Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hey everyone, today I'm talking with Emma Lee Bates about how she helps businesses connect with their ideal audiences. Emma is a sales page designer and conversion copywriter, work from home mom of three, and a lover of young adult fiction. She co-owns Still Rise Marketing with her husband. They help course creators, coaches, and creative online business owners build sales pages and funnels that connect with their ideal audience. When she's not working, you can find her playing with her kids, walking her dogs, peanut butter and jelly, around their small town while eating ice cream with her husband. (laughs) Welcome, Emma. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you very much. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of maybe your background, experience, kind of where you are today? Oh, my goodness. Um... I guess I'll go back to right after my second child was born. So um, almost 10 years ago now, I actually started uh, baking things for my aunt and uncle's cafe. And it turned into me running a small vegan gluten-free granola business. Um, My granola just took off. Like people loved it. So I, I built this business based on granola. I had like nine different flavors. Um, I was using my home kitchen and then I had to, uh, start renting a commercial kitchen. Um, and it eventually just got to a point where it was like, I was out till like midnight, two days a week, you know, prepping granola and I was gone every weekend to markets and, uh, different events and stuff. Um, and with two small children, that was really hard. So I actually ended up selling that business. Um, and that's when I really moved into the online space. So I dabbled with different things, um, tried out like a online store, started a blog, um, and just really got into like sort of the tech side of stuff at first. Um, so, you know, helping people with their websites and their email marketing and that type of thing. Um, and then it got to the point where I was like, I need to be a better copywriter. Um, and then I got obsessed with copy. So I uh, have been doing online, um, or I've been doing conversion copy for people for about two years now, uh, focusing a lot on sales pages, which is my absolute favorite, but also doing, you know, Facebook ad copy and email marketing and, and all sorts of different sort of other conversion copy projects. Cool. What do you like most about the work that you do? Um, I always think about the kind of the conversion copy as the stuff that brags um, about like, you know, how good your product is. And I think it's really hard to do that for yourself. So like getting to come in and like say to somebody, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can't wait to tell everybody all about it. And just like, you know, having them be like, wow, you really like, you captured it. You know what it's all about. Um, You know, I had one client who was like, I read this and I wanted to buy my own product. you know, and that's just really exciting. That's exciting to see them sort of embrace, like, you know, they are an expert. They are good at what they do. They have created something that's valuable for other people and just sort of helping them see that in a different way. Yeah, like you mentioned, totally get them excited about their own product and what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, because I think by the time you've created a product, you're like so over it. <laughs> and the last thing you want to do is like try to figure out how to like write about it so that other people are excited because you were like, I have poured heart and soul into this. I'm so done. 
I know for me sometimes, sometimes I call them fluff words, but I have a hard time like adding that pizzazz and that fluff to it. I'm just like yeah. more cut and dry. <laughs> yep. Yep. What are some of the most common mistakes that you see your customers making? Okay. So I, <laughs> I am so prepared for this question. Um, the number one mistake that I see people make when they're trying to, you know, promote something is making it all about themselves. So it's sharing their story and their point of view. And, you know, they need to get out of that mindset about, you know, that it's all about them because it's not, the reader wants to know what's in it for them. And so that's like the number one mistake I see, you know, people start with telling their story and how, you know, they learned this and, you know, it doesn't connect. It's not the thing that's going to convince people to buy. So that's number one. The next one I think I see most often is like listing out all the features with none of the benefits. So you really have to make sure you're telling them not only what it is, but why they should care. Yeah. I noticed that's a big one too. Like, like you need to tell them like, well, why should I buy it? Right. right. What's it going to do for me? Right. Exactly. What's the best advice you've ever received? <laughs> so my grandfather was a small business owner. He owned a machine company in Rhode Island and he was really big on follow through. So I remember him talking to me like when I was like 14 and applying for my first job. He's like, it's not enough to fill out the application. You need to go back and ask them if they filled the position or if they're still looking, you know? Uh, one of my cousins, that was like his big advice is, you know, call the company, see, you know, have they managed to fill the position? You're still interested. And that was how he landed like his first big job was doing that follow through. You know, and I, I mean, I really try to do that with my marketing. If somebody reaches out and asks me a question, you know, I try to make sure not only I reply, but I follow up and was like, did that help? You know, do you need more information? You know, I think a lot of people, we're all really busy. And so things get forgotten, they get left behind. And, you know, I try not, it's not always that first day. Sometimes it's three days later, but I do try to follow through and make sure that people have gotten what they need from me. And that can be really big too on helping you land clients, like with yeah. persistent follow-up too, not just once, but what, up to seven times or something the statistics say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, I, um, <laughs> I've started tracking my leads um, and it's funny to see, you know, you put down, I put down the date that they first contacted me or we first, you know, met each other or whatever. And, you know, a month later, it'll be that they finally are like, Hey, I'm, I want to work with you. You know, let's get started. It takes time. And I think we're such a kind of instant gratification world that we kind of forget that, you know, making sure you just stay connected, build that relationship and, you know, things happen. It's not always instant. Sometimes it, you know, they're just not quite ready or they have to finish something before they're ready to work with you and making sure that you're keeping in touch is, you know, a good way for them to know that you're somebody that is worth working with. And lots of times not hearing from them or they're like, no, not right now, isn't a sign of like personal rejection. It's just yeah. not a good time for them. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever given? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting one. The best advice I've ever given. I guess probably a conversation I have sort of often with people online is, that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. If you hate what you're doing right now, then 
pivot, you know? I mean, there's, there's so, I think the traditional business world, it's really difficult to pivot. You know, that's a really big investment. Um, and online, you know, you change your tagline and suddenly your business is completely different. So I, I think it would be just, you know, don't be afraid to really look for that thing you love. I have definitely pivoted many, many times, you know, and now I, I really love writing conversion copy. It really, you know, it lights me up. And I don't think I would have gotten here if I felt like I had to stick with that first thing I tried. Thank you. So what is your ideal client? Like, who are they? I love working with, I mean, mostly it's women, but um, people who really know their business, they know what they're good at. They are willing to delegate and get the things off their plate that they know they're not good at. Um, but that they're not like micromanagers, you know, they know what they're good at. They know what their business is. They want to give you this project and let you be good at what you do. Um, I think that's, you know, a big thing that I look for. And then, you know, I love to work with creative people. So people who've started something really different and new or people who just passionate about, you know, what they're doing, what they're creating. It's really fun to work with, with people who are really excited to show you what they do. How does your ideal client generally find you? Mostly through referrals at this point. Um, I do some marketing on like Facebook and LinkedIn, um, but a lot of, a lot of people refer me. Um, I started out as a general VA and have just, you know, built a lot of contacts now over the last four years. Um, so, you know, people usually oh, you need copy, you need to talk to Emma. That's a lot how the conversation goes. That's a really fun feeling when that yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. What are some big goals that you're looking to achieve over the next one to two years? That, you know, it's funny. I Somebody asked me that recently. I had to like, I don't know, I was like filling out something and they're like, what's your business goals for the next couple of years? And I mean, as stressed out as I am right now with everything going on in the world and homeschooling the kids this year and, and everything, I've really, I've, I've gotten to a place that I'm kind of like, I need to find new goals. Um, you know, for a long time, my goal was to be in a financial position that we could buy a house. And now we've been in our house for two and a half years. So then it was, well, I'd really like to retire my husband. Well, my husband got laid off last December. And it put us in a position where I was like, I guess I'll work full time and you can be the, the sort of parent, <laughs> the, the, the on-call parent, <laughs> um, which became a little bit different when the pandemic hit and everybody came home. Um, he's a little more on-call than we first thought. But I mean, really, those were sort of always the two things I was working towards was to be able to, you know, be at home with my husband and um, have a home. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, we love where we live. It's a little house and, you know, we've got three kids and two dogs, so we fill it up. Um, but, you know, we're, we're right on Main Street in our little town and we love that. And, and you know, I mean, things are up and down with business, but, you know, we're, we're, we're making it. We're making it happen and we get to be together as a family. So I, I don't know what my big goals are. Maybe to just be a little more relaxed and feel like things are more in flow. 
Do you think when you do figure out what they are, do you think you might go more for, let's say, a financial goal or more for, let's say, time freedom, time with your family goal? You know, I've never really been good with like the straight financial goals. Um, I think because just as I've grown and I've hit the goals that I've set, it always just feels like, okay, now here I am. What now? (laughs) Whereas, you know, when I feel like we bought a house, it was like a huge deal and it just felt so good. So I think I'm definitely more of a, you know, I, I don't know. I want something I can sort of hold and celebrate and not necessarily just sort of the, the, the money number. Yeah. The abstract number. Yeah. 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 So my daughter really, really wants to go to um, Harry Potter world. That's like her dream. So that's definitely going to be on the list of (laughs) things to work towards. Although now it'll probably be a year or two out, but yeah. Give you more time to prepare. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Save up for the extra uh, trinkets she's going to want to (laughs) buy. Right. Either that or a good time for her to narrow down her list as to what she's going to allow herself to bring home. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Normally I ask people what their number one roadblock is to achieving that goal. So what do you think yours might be? I mean, I, I think sort of the abstract versus concrete definitely is, is sort of a struggle for me. Um, I mean, imposter syndrome is always a struggle for me. You know, do I, do I deserve this? That's, you know, sort of that feeling in the back of my mind. I would say those are probably my two kind of biggest roadblocks, things, things that I'm working on for sure. So you had mentioned referrals Mm -hmm. and a little bit of marketing are what's working for you for getting visible to new business. So do you have any tips for people doing referrals or anything like that? Um, okay. So here's my number one tip for that. Pick one thing and be known for that thing. Once I decided that, you know, like I wasn't going to be a general VA and I was going to focus on copy, like my referrals went through the roof because people knew what to refer me for. It was like, Emma does conversion copy. It wasn't like, Oh, Emma's a VA. Maybe she can handle that. I don't know. You know, it was like, Emma does conversion copy. And so Picking that one thing and talking about that thing over and over again really changed the referral game for me. When you do referrals, is it like a verbal? Do you contact them that way? Do you ask via maybe a personalized video or in an email? Is there any specific things that you found work best that way? So many, at this point, so many of my clients come from referral that they seem to know that I like referrals. So like, I just finished a big project for somebody who has a pretty large Facebook group and she posted about, you know, how wonderful it was working with me in her group. And I think I've had three people reach out since then, you know, so uh, a lot of it is just sort of natural. I haven't done any sort of really pointed ask for referrals in a while. Do you have anything in place to give the people that refer you new business and like, like, let's say like that lady that referred you on their Facebook group and three people came in. Do you have anything like as a thank you or an incentive that you give people? I don't do anything like physical or anything like that. But you know, for my clients, a lot of them are, you know, selling a a product or a service. And so I really, if I 
you know, rewrite a sales page for them. I try to share it on my social media. Um, sometimes I'll send it out to my email list, um, you know, and just talk about how they were so wonderful to work with and I really love their product and stuff. So just trying to do that sort of, you know, promote them like they're promoting me. Reciprocating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with all the success that you've achieved, like being able to bring your husband home, being able to buy a new home, being able to be in a position where you can homeschool your kids this year, what do you think your biggest challenge is now? I would say mindset. It's a constant sort of struggle for me to, you know, feel like I'm not good enough or that, I mean, I constantly worry every time I send somebody the copy I've written for them that they're going to hate it. And literally nobody has ever hated it. <laughs> like that's never happened once. I either get the, oh my God, I love it. Or, oh my gosh, I have like three changes and then it's going to be perfect. Like, I don't know why I have that, that fear, but I do every time I send out that like, okay, here's the first draft. Let's work on edits. I get so nervous every time. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm very aware of that. I'm definitely trying to, you know, talk more positively to myself and remind myself that, you know, even if they did hate it, like we have two rounds of edits, I can change everything. <laughs> so I would say that's definitely my biggest struggle. Do you have any tips on common mistakes that you see your customers making and how we might be able to avoid them? I would definitely say, you know, make sure you're writing about your reader. Make sure your headline is inviting. Um, you know, ask a question or really hone in on the pain point that the reader's feeling and, you know, talk about that in the headline. Um, you know, I land on so many pages and the headline is just like the title of the product. And it's like, okay, well that tells me what it is, but it's not solving a problem. It's not drawing me in, you know, make sure when people land on the page, they know, you know, what you're solving and who it's for. So, you know, some self-identifying language, whether you're talking about, you know, like homeschool curriculum for people who've never homeschooled before, you know, like <laughs> that would be like, okay, this is for me, you know? <laughs> So I, you know, I just think it's really important to grab, grab the, the person who's reading it, grab their attention right away. Don't, don't feel like they're going to keep reading automatically. They might read the headline and be like, eh, and go away again, you know? So, so really, you know, look at what they can see before they have to scroll and make that as inviting as possible. Thank you. Is there anything that you'd like to share that I haven't asked you yet? I guess the only thing I can think of is that I have a Facebook group. Um, it's called copy that sells and I love to give people feedback. Um, so, you know, I usually Fridays, I ask people to, you know, post what they're working on and, you know, I'll give them feedback on it. Um, I, you know, we'll go live occasionally and share a lot of tips and stuff. So if anybody is trying to write better copy for themselves, then join the group and ask for feedback. That sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how do you know what I was going to ask where people can find out more about you and what you do? Totally read my mind. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, I mean, I have uh, emilybates.com and it's Emma Lee, L-E-E. That's my blog. I write a lot about uh, copy and marketing there. And then stillrisemarketing.com is my business. And um, you can find out more about working with me there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emma, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.
You're welcome. I had fun. <laughs> Always. All right. Well, we'll have to keep in touch. Catch you later. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.